This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kylers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before. Except today, we are all games daying it. July's All Games Day episode. I'm joined by Jeff May and Mitch Thompson, and we play some games. I got a special... Barbenheimer, or I prefer uh, Arbby. I don't think that's actually that good. Uh, anyway, we, we got some What's in the Box that is Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan themed. We got some before and afters, some perfect movies. We we talk for a while up top about whatever, catch up a little bit, and it's real fun. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who came out to the show in Kansas City, in Los Angeles, uh, the hard-to-say brain nerve disease show has been um interesting and fun and and uh just some something interesting that i've had a good time doing the show um thank you if you came out sincerely it was a wonderful time um i hope to set up more i hope to do this show that has been such a odd uh intros not introspective is that that's not the word I don't know what's interesting is I've just discovered things about myself and and met a lot of good people and people going through a lot of things while while figuring out this I've figured out this show um at at all the shows I've done I've met people after that it's just been a lot in a good way and in a heavy way and and thank you if you came um we're doing trivia as well movie trivia in LA continues the last Monday of the month with Secret Movie Club um, you can find us on Patreon at never Patreon slash Never Seen It, Instagram, Twitter, whatever Threads is, I'm on there now. Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't want to go on too long. Uh, enjoy All Games Day with myself, Jeff, and Mitch. All right. Well, there we go. All all better with the cable or Directv. Um, hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. They will frequently call me and be like, "We just want to see. Make sure you know how to. You know, they're just trying to sell you personal training sessions." And LA Fitness has a personal training area that's like a little nook that feels like the zoo, (laughs) where it's just over to the side, right by the entrance. I'm like, if I'm doing personal training, I'm so self conscious that you need. I don't want to be at the entrance. Yeah, Yeah, you're the commercial for getting buff. And they always call. They're like, we just want to make sure you know how you know. We've had a lot of problems after COVID. Like, what's happening? 
Also, maybe are you just doing something fucking insane at the gym when you go? Yeah, like, like oh. hey, we want <laughs> to make sure everyone knows what's going on. I really am. I'm sure a lot of people signed up for gyms after COVID, and I'm sure it was maybe a problem. But yeah. if you walk through the gym, no one's doing any of it right. Because the right way to use the equipment is not to text the whole time. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and that's yeah. how everyone uses the equipment Wait, all the time. Hold that's on. why. Back up. What's that? Text? You're not supposed to do You're that? not supposed to text the whole time. This is why I don't do a, a classic gym. I can't yeah. do it. Like, it's so weird now. Like, I go to a boxing gym where they're like, put your fucking phone down or we're going to kill you. Sure. And that feels great. Yeah. Like, it, that actually is. That's, my therapist that's what says I want. that to me. Yeah. Like, during a session. Like, you got to put that down, yeah. actually. I'm like, okay, well, it's what we're talking on, but okay. And what we're talking about is the lure of authoritarianism. <laughs> we need uh, a strongman force. To, oh, you know what? It's funny that we, like, roll our eyes at that idea, but sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, sometimes, and the gym is a perfect place where the more autonomy you have, the worse off you are. Yeah. Like the, the more you have a man yelling at you at the gym, like the more output you're getting by kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I will use the pool. That's what I like to do the most is That's swim good. and people. I want them to get the phone calls on how stuff works. Because they'll just get in the pool and stand in the shallow end of a lane. Yeah, it's like they're and at you're a like, pool hey, party. You know, this isn't like the hang pool. The hang pool is definitely not in the inside of the Hollywood LA fitness. Yeah, go to the public pool. As much as it sounds like it should be. Yeah. Uh, it is I, like in your lane. They'll just be standing there with their phone out of the water texting. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to do the splashiest flip turn I can. I'm going to flip turn you into the Apple store. Were, you, was, were you a swimmer? Yeah. You were. Okay. So you and Lori Kilmartin. Uh, we were the only two. The only two swimmers. Yeah, yeah. That have ever done comedy. Um, oh, and Katie Merriam. Notoriously unfunny bunch. <laughs> swimmers. If if there was a comedy equivalent of being like a hard to talk to, that would be where the swimmers would all go. Buddy, let me tell you about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I like boxers because people who go to boxing generally know what problem they're there to punch out. <laughs> you know like what? people who do I've taken like jujitsu yeah. classes and these are people who are sort of want to do a cool thing they um, want to get into a fight in like that. Lot. right they kind of want to I've been waiting for this yep boxers are like this stuff's already happened to me <laughs> and I'm doing this to prevent what the jujitsu guys want to happen boxing might as well be called dad class yes <laughs> where you're like working it out right and exactly. I, I swear to god I'm not even lying the only time my father has ever said he's proud of me was after I was driving home with him from the Golden Gloves with a broken nose, having lost the fight. <laughs> and it's the only time my father has ever said he's proud of me. I, I, I've graduated several times from several different <laughs> institutions. And yet you've only taken a punch in front of him once. Like that's nothing, all nothing. you needed. You've to literally do the made whole a time. career out of punching up. Yeah. Other things, <laughs> and he could not care less. It's just that's a very dad thing to even only some punches are good. It is, it's definitely one of those situations where you're like, Oh, you definitely wanted like a 50s kid, yeah. Like, my dad wanted my dad because I grew up on a farm, right? And my dad wanted he, like, he, he's my dad's like classically masculine, wanted athletes. But we, I grew up in the age of Nintendo, and mm -hmm. we were poor, so we ate not great food all the time, yeah. like, not healthy food, yes. And so I was just this little, this little chubby kid that would try. I would try sports and was just bad at them. Sure. And then when I finally like got good at a sport, that's when he was like, "Oh, 
And then he just had two new kids. Like, <laughs> remarried, and now he has two teenagers, and they're both like hockey prodigies. You got to run it back sometimes. He's yeah. so proud of them. He like you were the test he, run. He got good kids. <laughs> like, <he> just, <laughs> That's like very much how I describe my brother's ten years younger, and people would tell me. They were like, oh, it must have been an accident. I'm like, no, no, I think my parents just saw how it was going. Yeah. Like, we need a new <laughs> and one. And they were like, yeah. from the top. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I've, I've always felt bad that my dad got two duds to start with, with me and my brother. And then so it was like, well, fuck it. 25 years later, let's do it again. <laughs> There's oh. new technology. Yeah. Yeah. My dad loves any sport you could throw at him. And he threw them all at me. Yeah. And... None of them could stand up to books. They don't really I, take, yeah. No, I. Yeah, but books are nice. I did. I swam, but it was. I grew up on a lake, mm-hmm. and I remember. So I was just back there, and I had my dog with me in Missouri, and I wanted to see if he he would pick up swimming because I, not because I wanted him to like swimming, but because I need to know. Yeah. If I, if my dog can be near a pool without me worried about having a little life jacket, because I'm under the impression all dogs can know how to swim. Yeah, one would think. And so, but lots of people never let their dog try. So I took my dog down, and and Mojo's like 20 pounds and just a very goofy little idiot. And I took him down into the lake, down like the my parents' dock into the lake and just set him down, and he did great. And then he scratched the shit out of me and like tried to climb on me because he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But then I set him on a little mat. and Are he liked that. Okay. Yeah, but mostly he hated it. But I needed to know yeah. if he could figure it out. And then I'm describing my parents what happened, and they're just like, that's how we taught you. It was like we figured you could pick it up. And we just set you in there until you figure it out. That's kind of how I've taught adults and and children how to swim. I like when I was in just like at the end of high school, I was teaching like little kids and like, you know, full like 40 up adults who don't know how to swim. And it really is just kind of move till you figure it out mostly. And we can refine that. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of trial and error that is very fast to figure Mm -hmm. out in swimming. You're like, did you sink? That one, that's not how you do it. Yeah, yeah. and and then yeah. I I grew to love water polo because I like the physical elements of that, and that's that, what I was best at was was water polo. It's really, because that is an insane looking sport. You're 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 talking to an all American water polo player. Really? I'm gonna yeah. cut this part out. I don't want anyone. No, leave it to out. Know this outtakes. Um, I still have the Missouri most goals in one high school game record. Wow, seventeen. Seventeen. That the games are usually like ten. The games are usually like ten to six. Okay. Um. So it, a little more than baseball. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, but it's, uh, I liked it because it was, I hated swimming to swim. I hated because I hated any sport where I end up where I started tired. I'm like, I got mm. in here. Yeah. So I liked water polo because there was a goal. I also like the team aspect of stuff. I like this, the, the relays in swimming a lot because yeah. you're racing more than just while well, you're alone and you're just like against the clock, the thing that goes on but, forever. But as a stand up, mm-hmm. it seems like I've always noticed that stand up, I always say like stand ups, for people that didn't have particularly supportive parents, and then improv is for people that did. <laughs> like, improv is yeah. how I got into comedy. Okay, so that makes sense because it seems like you have good parents, right? Mm-hmm. Decent parents. Yeah, like I started improv in college, and that's where that's how we ended up supportive uh, parents. Yes, yeah. ending here. Yeah. So, and that's, and then, but stand up because you're so alone, it's and you have to rely very, only uh, on yourself. No, but yeah. If improv is yes and stand up is no, but if yeah. you're like, hey, mom, I want to do stand up. No, but you could do something else. <laughs> You should do. improv is like, yes, and I think you'll do a great job, and here's rent. Yes, yeah. and you'll be done with that soon. <laughs> you'll either be a millionaire or sad. Yeah, or both. Yeah. If you look at a lot of the improvisers who who really made it around L.A. Yeah. Well, yeah. folks, this has never seen it. Uh, today is an all-games-day episode of Never Seen It. 
We took a, a week off for the 4th of July holiday. We're back. I'm here with uh, Jeff May, first time ever on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And Mitch Thompson, not first time ever on the podcast. Yo, yo. <laughs> we're going to play a few games here. No scripts, uh, uh, none of that, but we're going to play some of those patented, lovely, never-seen-it games all the kids are always talking about. It's all the rage now. It's, it's all on the TikTok. rage. Um, one was... And everyone got mad about it. What was it? What was we play that? The, play a game, and we'll play it today called Character Card Head Guessing Game, the game mm. where you have to ask yes or no questions to find out what movie character you are. And I'd picked Osama bin Laden from Zero Dark Thirty. I, that's <laughs> one of the episodes I heard. Yeah, or and, a clip I've seen. And it was like very. Everyone was in fear and and very infuriating. And the people were like this guy looks like he's just trying to be funny with it. That's like the funny. I think a lot of TikTok, which frustrates me is it seems like a lot of Gen Z kids are discovering man on the street like they invented it. And they're like, hey, I bought a lav mic. Uh, what's better, pussy or ass? Or like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just like, just we're pathetic, at Venice yeah. Beach and we're going to ask people if they'd rather die or have a dollar. Yeah, it's just people and, talking to a haircut. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very much like, we're going to, do you think abortion's cool? And then they if they say no, they're like, well, you're wrong. And they run away and they're like a, a, a better cameras than me. They're very literal too. Like yeah. they don't understand mm. nuance and context. And I'm not not all of them. Obviously, there are brilliant people that are on that platform. But like a lot of times, if you post something that's clearly a bit or a joke, and yeah. they're like, "Pretty cringe, bro." Man, that's my whole thing. Are these fake movie jokes yeah. where yeah. I dub over movie scenes, and then people be like, "This is dubbed," and you're like. <sighs> See, this is why I think they like Man on the Street because jaywalking is the perfect late night segment for them. <laughs> the worst host of, of the, the worst era show. of late night. Exactly, for them we've as well. come back to just like. <laughs> well, actually, Leno should have come back because NBC's ratings were plummeting, and he didn't need to give Conan a chance. Like that's the Gen Z TikTok. <laughs> I, I once again with with the wide brush. That is not accurate Wolf. completely, yeah. but it was. Uh, he's a fan of the show, and he's very hurt right that now. Cli- <laughs> that clip, that clip, where they're guessing Bin Laden. And they eventually get because I think Daniel Shar is like, I'm just going off what I think Kyle would do is make us Bin Laden. Um, everyone is just like, this isn't how the game works. You're like, oh, well, I came up with the rules. Yeah, yeah. no, it's no, no, my game. This isn't how I'm playing and making fun of the thing that you find to be fulfilling. Con- like people be like, most, I'm on, because I make fun of movies so much with TikTok. Yeah. I'm on like Cine Talk, like the hyper pretentious, like, did you know Interstellar is the only movie to be made? Like it's very much like this. Like I don't have the there. There's no people. fun. It's no fun. Yeah. And so I'll make things like uh, five facts you didn't know about Interstellar. A lot of it was written down, and like stuff like that. And people like they write down all movies. Oh, oh, thanks. And you're like, oh, you must not have seen that poker movie with David Cross from 2004 that they improvised. <laughs> the Grand uh, Jackass <laughs> has a thing to say. <laughs> um, there I are think so gro- many of them. Getting older is realizing that Jackass is a bigger influence on all of our comedy than George Carlin ever could have been. Yeah, and, absolutely. And and it's I remember reading an article about how it's like the the exact antithesis of toxic masculinity yeah, aside from the injuries yeah sure. like that's a certain but laughing at the injury injuries is the antithesis like, it's like instead of like this nobody well, goes nobody goes no that's gay yeah it's, or right. something it's guys like, like yeah. holding each other's dicks and supporting each <laughs> yes. other yeah. and like yeah, because it's funny them on dudes yeah. rock like yeah. that's where that that's phrase exactly dudes rock applies is. is exclusively to jackass i am content. a big fan of the competing masculine figures to be the antithesis of Elon and Andrew Tate and these people, because I'm such a large fan of uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey, 
who are the mm. the, the tight end, uh, the Chiefs tight end oh, yeah, and yeah. his brother. And they have a podcast, and they are such good mass. And you know the difference between these between Jason and Andrew and Travis Kelsey and then all of these like fake online dweebs who say they're masculine. Travis and Jason do the thing the other guys only dream they could do, which is be Hall of Fame football <laughs> yeah, players. They're built I, like tanks. And Travis and, is very self-aware and not super book smart and laughs at himself all the time. And they are very, the, very good examples of like what I would want a masculine figure if I had like a son to follow this. Yeah. So I try very hard to kind of be that. Mm-hmm. In because I'm aware that I would I, say you are that I, I I'm very aware that I have especially a fan the not base. book smart part. Yeah, That's definitely what I <laughs> <laughs> look. I got to be honest. I graduated a couple times. Don't know many of that. Like <laughs> history degree is just English degree for lazy people. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I don't want to have to grade papers. I can remember stuff. Yeah, it's an English degree, but you can re oh, you can open book tests. But I very much like to call people out when they're being shitty, and mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh, you bait a cuck or whatever." I'm like, it must infuriate you. That I could kill you in three seconds, and it does. <laughs> like and it really, they really are like. I, well, that's why it's online, and that's yeah. why their picture is a picture of like a founding father you've never heard yeah. of, or an or an, something or like an anime that. character, right? Yeah. Or an anime character in a George Washington wig, or <laughs> yeah. something like that, or like flame in America, baby. <laughs> and it's like an inability to fail that, like, because right. they have failed at something, that is an affront yeah. to their masculinity. Yeah, like, I, I like, I'll do like because I post a lot of workout stuff on on instagram and like look i fucking hated this but i did it because it's my job and i need to stay alive for as long as i can and i don't want to die early like i'd say that i'm like look i did i did this run i did not enjoy it Mm -hmm. i enjoyed being done with it yeah and and i i try to make that point where it's like if you don't feel the pain then you're not having a good time and i'm like no this is, this is maintenance. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. Is and survival. also, like, being nice is hard a lot of the time. It's, like, yeah. y- you can get hurt, but it's also nice to be nice. Like, be, it's nice it, to have had been nice. Too. Yeah. <laughs> being a decent, like, how, like, I guess it really comes down to, like, this brings us back to Bin Laden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like, how do you want people to talk about you when you're not in the room? When I yeah. die. I want people to also find the weird stuff I had on my hard drives. (laughs) (laughs) I want someone to be able to guess my name within like three or four guesses. I just loved his heart where they're like, oh, the first thing we found on his hard drive, Charlie bit my finger dot MP4. And you're like, the famous people, they're just just like like us. us. (laughs) (laughs) What was the thing? I think it was like Matt Lieb has a great joke about it, how he found all these uh, is the Israelis actually did 9-11 uh, like conspiracy <laughs> theories on his computer, like that was in his. He Google would also. I think they found how, he would YouTube comment under a name and be like, "Yeah, like if it was well, like some like, like yeah." Leave does a joke where he's just like, "How furious he must have been," <laughs> or he was after, really like, hopeful that he was gonna be able to get out from under it. Like the he was Jews like, "Hey, you know what? I I yeah. I've been exonerated. Oh, so I funny. think I can come back out again." Exactly. He's <laughs> just like, "Oh yeah, you guys figured it out. It was <laughs> just, these people I also hate." You're picturing Bin Laden carting a TV held by a seatbelt into court to show the video. <laughs> He's like, as a substitute teacher would say, we're going to watch a video today. <laughs> Man, I used to, sometimes I'd break the movie up into two parts. So the first class that would come in would watch the first half. You're and talking I'd give loose them a, change? I was, when I was a... <laughs> 
you'd show uh, one half the first of nine a, minutes a and then the last eleven minutes. <laughs> but then I'd be like, "Yeah, Karate Kid." So first half, kid showed up, bullied, kind of a dick. Anyway, let's watch the second half of Karate Kid. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> like another eighth, eighth grade class would just watch half of the Karate Kid in class, and I'm like, I don't want to watch. I this. missed the yeah. we, in in Spanish class one time. We watched Selena, and I missed the second day, and I did not know who that was. <laughs> and so this is Spanish class freshman year of high school, and so I walked into the class. You know, the next day I'm like, you know, did we finish the movie? They're like, yeah. I'm like, what happens? And like, she dies. I'm like, what happens in the movie? <laughs> so I look she like the stupidest the person. Head. They're like, you're not going to believe who killed her. You're not going to believe who was fault it was. You're not going to believe all the stuff that happens. And I'm like, you're right. I don't believe any of it. So then we, the teacher went and like played a few parts of it, fast forwarding between For them you. to like show me what, because you couldn't just pull it up. No yeah. smart boards or anything. Yeah, right. Just to be like, no, no, this is, but <laughs> you're still showing me a movie. This isn't like you're rewinding Ken Burns Vietnam. So I can get facts. Like, yeah. yes, and that's Selena. And you're like, is it? Yeah, you successfully got this class out of another day's worth yeah. of work. Oh, yeah. yeah Nisotros. Like, Shout out Senora Meyer. Them, yeah. uh, thank you very much for showing us. Oh, yeah, I started, her last name was also Meyer, my teacher. There you go. Well, yeah. Selena Meyer is uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Veep. Okay, that's why. That's I'm like, right in the middle of the Venn diagram of this pop singer and my Spanish teacher who was so lazy they showed a movie three times. The Man. president of the United States on a TV show. Man... <laughs> I didn't. I did not show a lot of movies except when they were like f my other my team because eighth grade we would teach in a team and they'd be like we're having a movie day and I'd be mm -hmm. like are you sure because I have a quiz in two days they're like we have to do this kids got to get caught up but I would uh, <laughs> they got to get caught up were, on what the Titans but were sometimes doing. like <laughs> I would have this like unit on like the bubonic plague or whatever right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the History Channel releases this two hour long documentary that does better what I could have ever done. Right. And I'm like, all right, we're just, I got to do this. I'll figure it out. Well, they but had like, access I can't, to information. Yeah. You I was get. like, I can't not have you watch this when I will take twice as long yeah. to give you less information. That you'll retain worse. Yeah. I don't work for the History Channel. I work for Charlton Middle School. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. that, that's the wild thing, becoming an adult and realizing that all this stuff that teachers either made us watch or read was just shit that they're just like, nah, this is I'm really pretty sure I've talked like, about this on here before, but I had a psychology teacher. This will actually sort of transition us into a game because I have ooh, some Barbenheimer ooh. game on today. Very official. I have a, a, I had a psychology teacher who the first couple of, this is, he was a football coach. So this is how you know how good he was <laughs> Nailed teaching. it. Yep. And every he was great on the I, uh, uh, I was gonna say CBT sections the, <laughs> the, the CTE. CTE. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing CTE therapy today. It's where I beat you up the side of the head for bringing up your parents. Uh, so he showed us Memento, and it takes like three class periods to watch. He showed you Memento. Yeah, because that that's an example of how psychology accurately works. Sure, but uh, one, that's one hundred very rated our way. No, no, no. That's exactly how brains work, and that's a completely accurate version of short-term memory loss. It's never existed in any other form, other than solving <laughs> this murder where everyone has the same. I, what I like a funny part about Memento is everyone justifying how Teddy could be their nickname. Because they're like constantly looking for like this guy with this name, and they're just like, "That could be my nickname." Anyways, so we watch it about halfway through the semester. Uh, we watch it again, and he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't bring up that we've watched it. He just forgot. Maybe he had he's a stupid. memento moment, right? Yeah. But we're all like, 
is this like a double memento? Is he like the <laughs> yeah. smart, is the point that we're watching it again? But no, he's like, stupid and cares only about football. <laughs> but sure, we, you guys were watching the program. He's like, this is a great example we, of pack mentality. We right all here. were in the class, not everyone, but people were just like, he's really, this is like next level teaching to yeah. make us have to reinterpret yeah, right? the info. And no, he's stupid and football was happening. I always assume, like you always assume when you're a child that your teachers are are brilliant and that's yeah. why they're in charge of you and many are mm -hmm. um but i taught with my old teachers i taught in my hometown mm -hmm. and the peak behind the curtain you get when you realize like oh my god it's like my the English peak behind the sliding false wall between classrooms dude some of my old it i was 22 years old when i found out that some of my eighth grade teachers were fucking morons this teacher's like, name was literally mr settle <laughs> like that's not I'm not even exaggerating at all. His name there's no like uh uh Mr. Ambition. Mr. At also my high ran. School. Yeah. I at my high school a kid cut three of his fingers off and the teacher like thought about doing something for a minute. Oh, this he, is he a different teacher. Up. He was like no, he's like what do we uh like the nurse and we're just like probably mo like a is there like a extra nurse yeah is there a bonus nurse <laughs> is there yeah let's shove a cough drop in Ian Stubb <laughs> and see if it coat it in Pepto <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not sure if a polio vaccine is gonna fix his fingers um okay well actually we gotta take a break and then we'll be back with the games wow we haven't even I started know. the show when we started the show. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area. Look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that, that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. Uh, 
All right, we're back here. So I briefly brought up uh, uh, Barbenheimer or Oppenby, which I'm trying to make happen, but it seems to not <laughs> be the popular like one. Applebee's, yeah. <laughs> Oppenby's. Maybe Oppen Arby. Watching good in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie come out simultaneously. I believe this Friday, right? Yeah, terrible idea. You're splitting your entire demographic. No, right. It's the 21st. It's <laughs> the 21st. Week. Actually, Mitch and I are going together to watch both of them the same day. I yeah. had a friend that asked me to do a, a double feature, and I was like, no. Oh, we have a gap. There's yeah, some okay. time no, in there, between. There's I'm a like, long, like, reset period. We're okay. doing dinner, and that's when I'm taking my edible, and then we're going to see Oppenheimer. The, no, I was no, wondering Barbie, right? It's Oppenheimer first. Barbie, yeah. the, yeah. The, this, the psycho person is the Barbie first person. That's a psycho move. Yeah, if you go see Barbie, the Oppenheimer like six times no, in a day. Barbie is <laughs> Barbie has to be dessert. Yeah, if yeah, you see that, Barbie and then you're like, now time to sit and think. Yeah. <laughs> time to think about the ending of the modern world. Time I'm to gonna take shrooms and go see <laughs> Oppenheimer. I, here, I was worried that Barbie would have bad sound design. Time to swing into a Christopher Nolan theatrical release <laughs> and not hear a fucking word anyone says. Oh, uh, I think I'm just gonna not see Oppenheimer. I think I'm just not going to see it. And then everyone's going to ask me about it. They're like, you're you history, right? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you see Oppenheimer? I'm like, I don't care. I like that Albert Einstein's like, in yeah, the trailer. Yeah, that bomb was pretty bad. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how he did the bomb. As thing. a Missouri guy, I'm a fan of the bomb because mm. it's all our president it's has. Truman. People don't remember that he low key did a lot of things. But if you do a million things and one thing that does six million things, people are going to remember that one thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a, it's a very. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's hard. Like Woody Allen. Has made some films. Right, right. But also, right. I don't know if you've heard of this. It, <laughs> he, <laughs> he molested and married his own daughter. Um, I did see a thing about that. Yeah. On, I, th I thought it was clickbait. Yeah, no, it's real. Was it click hole? Was that, was that a bit? <laughs> <laughs> that was his Lolita remake. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, but that's like Truman is always very much, you know, I'm from... Yeah. Five seconds from Truman Library in mm -hmm. Missouri. Like, we, that's where we go. And it's just like, bomb, bomb, bomb. And, and, and then you're like, I grew up, he was such a, fa I don't know. Truman's a fascinating president because he was only in there because everyone thought he was stupid. And then he had to do way more than they thought. They literally like, who will do nothing? Because they hated FDR's first vice president for his first two terms. <laughs> Who's a dumb idiot? Well, that guy was an auto mechanic five years ago, and now he's in the Senate. No way FDR will, the the frailest man will have health issues. It's like when Pierce Brosnan got Bond. <laughs> and you're just like, and then he bombed they're like, Japan. They're like, they're like, so we got to do something. And the then name show bombed. <laughs> you're just, you're just sitting there, bombed, Asia bombed. Yeah, he. Uh, then he just, you know, who would have thought? But anyway, all right, yeah, gone. Barbenheimer, or Oppenheimer and Barbie come out same day, coming up soon. People are excited about this. I think it's fun that they're leaning into it. Let's have fun. I like that there's something fun about going back to the movies that isn't just Tom Cruise threatening me to yeah. go back to the movies because very much right now he's like, go back and see him. And you're like, I'm gonna. <laughs> yes. But he's just, it, it, he seems to have a lot. He's like, if you don't go back and see the movies in theaters, they're going to read my audit folder out loud on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think he realizes he's, he might be the last great movie star. Oh, yeah. I could talk about um, I, I I believe that because yeah. Will Smith no longer is. No. The Rock hasn't worked with any good film. I'm not not any good, but but the thing that separated the, Schwarzenegger and those buff guys from like yeah. The Rock being a buff guy, Schwarzenegger sought out challenging films. Yeah. yeah, and I also feel like a lot of the luster is coming off The Rock when people yeah. are like, yeah, it turns out he's kind of a dick. Turns out he legally you can't fight beat him in a fight in a movie. Uh, yeah. Or, but it's like yeah. what about 
Jackie Chan, like the greatest action star of all time, got his ass kicked every time but one that's, in every movie he was ever in. Yeah, yeah, that's what made him an action star. Yeah, yeah. that's when why Bruce he, Willis was so good in Die Hard. Just a he dude. Just ate shit the whole yeah. time. Die Hard is a movie about a New York cop realizing that he has to apologize to his wife. Yeah, that is the emotional <laughs> arc of that movie. Is you know what I I'm never there for you emotionally. And then Die Hard two, they're like, all right, let's give let's him a gun in yeah. an airport. Let's like, bl- let's blow up in a the plane. Subs- in the, the subsequent Die Hards, they're like, it's crazy. We went a whole new NYPD movie without the N word. <laughs> we gotta get <laughs> this it. This isn't. In. This does not actually make historical sense. Let's paint it on a sandwich board. <laughs> uh, so Barbenheimer's coming out. We're gonna play a game here called uh, What's in the Box. How this game works is I'm going to read you letterboxed reviews for a movie. Mm. You have to tell me what movie they're letterboxed reviews for. They're going to get more obvious as I go. There's five reviews for each movie. You only get one guess per movie. So if you guess it after one, that's five points. If you guess it after two, that's four points. So the more obvious it is, the less points it's worth. All of these are either Greta Gerwig or Christopher Nolan directed films. Okay. Oh, great. All right. All right. This is going to be half easy for me and half incredibly difficult. Um, <laughs> like, and we pull up Greta Gerwig's um, IMDb and, real And quick. you have these shakers right here. Uh, uh, Jeff, shake your shaker. All right. Mitch, shake your shaker. Great. That's how you buzz in. It took me 274 episodes to have people buzz in with the children's instrument kit I've had the whole time. <laughs> um, so here we go. Like I said, you only get one guess for that movie. And, and it's going to get easier as it goes along. Here we go. What Christopher Nolan or Greta Gerwig movie is this a letterboxed review for? If I could force one movie to suck my dick, this would be it. <laughs> Half a star. I mean, you don't have to buzz in. I was very... The half star is the hard part about that. The penis would be the hard part. Because I was part. like, four stars <laughs> would also be... I sure yeah, would like to have my dick sucked. That really does affect like yeah. how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, here we go for four points. Also, the wild thing is, um, uh, how's the taste of all of these people? Like, well, that's you, what we're going to find about, out. I would say Letterbox is generally fairly progressive, younger, uh, very like pro queer writers. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they very much are looking for queer coding in movies. They're yeah, excited guy. about stuff like this, and but it's like very, but also like sin. combo with like uh, non-toxic cinephiles who are aware that like being pretentious sometimes is fine. And also some toxic cinephiles. A few, but I tend not to throw in like any, I I don't want to be like, I didn't put in like the, the, I like that imaginary friends, big ideals, Jojo rabbit review, I guess is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So this person here is one of the progressive non-toxic men. That's like, this shitty movie needs to suck my fucking Might not even be a man. Would I put the that's, review in if there's a man? Fair. I don't that even is know. Fair. Is this Greta Gerwig's letterbox? It's tough to tell. I guess this I is Greta Gerwig's letterbox yeah. reviewing Christopher Nolan movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go for four points. I have a headache, but it's the best headache I've ever had. Mitch, Inception. It is not Inception. <gasps> Mitch, you are no longer. I think out I, I think one. I know what it is though. Do you yeah, want to listen I, one I do more? too. I don't want to try to snipe it. All right, go. here we go. So good in its best sequences. So immensely flawed, over-explained, nonsensical, or insulting in the rest. Yes? Tenet? It is not Tenet. Mm. All right, you're both back in, but it's only for one point. Okay. Be a lot easier to like this film if it wasn't so fucking boring. Two and a half stars. And last one for one point. 
Tell me you wouldn't cry too if your son grew up to be Casey Affleck. Mitch? Interstellar. It is Interstellar. <laughs> All-time great reveal. Yeah. Um, one of the other reviews was like, if Timothy Chalamet grows up to be Casey Affleck, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was Timmy Shells. I, uh, he, Timothy Chalamet is in like every movie <laughs> on Letterboxd and all of Greta Gerwig's and a lot of Chris and in Christopher. It's yeah. like he, this dude is in a lot of stuff. So I never saw Interstellar. Oh, well, I was just like, yeah, this looks boring. I mean, it's a great movie to have suck your day. A so, very, oh. very accurate review is so good in its best sequences. So immensely flawed, over-explained, nonsensical, and insulting in the rest. See, like, I, if that's the a review, I want the movie to be at least fun. And Interstellar, when I saw uh, the trailers, I was like, this doesn't look fun. Oh, yeah, I would me. say that it, the only fun part is like a funny robot, and that's not a unique thing yeah. to a sci-fi space movie. I was literally yeah, going to say. a pretty funny robot, though. That, he's funny. He's that, like a little box. That would be a decent enough review for a Transformers film. Sure. Where you're just like, But it's like, like yeah, the opposite like, amount of each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked Interstellar. I don't know if it's like, I'm. it's just pretty to look at and sounds pretty and um, has one of the funniest cameos. Yeah. It's not even a spoiler. Matt Damon shows up like three quarters of the way through the movie. As the Martian? As a, a, yes. as no, a scientist. Literally named, as the Martian. A, named like, Dr. Man. Which is just like this. Okay, here we go. You're like, Chris, could you not have found a different name? You wrote he this. He can't yeah. because one of his movies, the protagonist's name is the protagonist. Oh, well, one of his also Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman is the le is the most subtle character name that Christopher Nolan has ever used on a character. Was Bat the man who was the bat named Batman? At least yeah. there's depth to it because yeah. it's not hyphenated. Yeah, like in Tenet, the guy's name is Time Twister. His name's Protagonist <laughs> yeah, in Tenet. It's, it's actually the protagonist. <laughs> yeah. the, and he goes, it's me, the protagonist. I think I, we gave him a little too much credit for the Dark for, Knight. For Heath Ledger slamming a pencil in a guy's face? Cool. <laughs> yeah, we were like, because like the Dark Knight, first off, that film unravels the second you pull up. It's I love it. I professionally watch Batman and still watching the Dark Knight. You're like, oh, so everyone in Gotham is blind. Like everyone is has like a trauma because none of that movie would work if you peel it apart. But it is a magic trick. And yeah, it's, it's so, so good. Yeah. But then after that, like I haven't really enjoyed a Nolan film since what 2008. Was, well, I think Prestige was that before Dark Knight because I really, I really like Prestige. I, um, I don't know what it's been since. I like Dark Knight Rises. The thing that really holds up about it is uh, Bane's ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the bad guy. Like you watch it now, and you're like, "Keep going." Yeah, when he when he when he crushes a billionaire's throat. Yeah. You remember when he's, he's like, like, "I think you billionaires who have ruined society should have to go stand on a literal metaphoric thin ice," and everyone's like, "That's a bad guy." And then like a week <laughs> later, we're like. But can, can, is that like illegal? Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> and also, the billionaire spent two hours making a gas bat up on a yeah. up on a building. He could have been saving lives. Like, how many people oh, fell man. through the ice while Batman's like, "I'm almost done. I'm almost <laughs> done with my bat." <laughs> he's got a big. He's just pumping a Hudson sprayer. Like, it's hold just, on, don't let Jim Gordon. Walk is that on Banksy the ice. up there? I think that might be Banks man. Batsy, <laughs> Batsy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe is a Happy Days character. <laughs> All right, movie two. Anyway, uh, Tenant Loki rules. What's the next movie? Ooh, Loki rules is what the MCU has been operating off of recently. <laughs> oh, actually, kind of yeah. That was that really yeah, held no, up. The multiverse the aspect was yeah. great. I love that. Kind of fuck you for that. I really love that show, Loki. It was very good. I think that's why you liked it. It's funny that so much happened. I've 
we'll, we don't. You I, know what? I'm, we can, I'm just now catching up on the the Marvel stuff, and like I watched the Ant Man movie, and I'm just like, what? But what, why was this one one of them? Yeah, I watched they, the whole Ant Man movie, and I'm like. If this was to show off Jonathan Major's recent developments aside, why wasn't he in it more? And if this was to show off this, why weren't they in it more? Why didn't we make any this? Contracts. It's like they, it's like they, they forgot that most of the first three weren't like incredible, but they stuck the landing, and now the they're like swinging three. the first three like phases of the MCU. Oh yeah, and now they're like trying to do the Infinity War amount of landing sticking with every single thing they. Put yeah, out. yeah. That I have a lot of opinions. Uh, I mean. I'm sure we will discuss it a lot, but I am a, a professional nerd and specifically in that world. Mm -hmm. Like, and when you see like what phase four has been, and it is a lot of swings and misses, but I think the biggest problem is they gave directors too much leeway Did because they? of how, like when you look at like what Chloe, like they're giving huge budgets to directors that aren't like Chloe Zhao doing Eternals. Eternals would have been a better movie if the budget was forty million, you know what I did like about Eternals? It did look like Nomadland. It, <laughs> it could have also been called that. That <laughs> that film was murdered because its budget was so high, and they're That's putting all, all these of like, them, though. yeah, but not necessarily. It's one of the rare anything I've ever seen that I thought a movie should have been a show. Where yeah. I'm like, I could have spent fifty minutes of a little bit less action and a little more intimate time with each of these very specific characters to not make them seem like Power Rangers. It's an HBO drama. But God, they're the fighting was dope in that movie. Yeah. Everyone's like doing this, and they did the fast person cool. Yeah. And I still don't know if I like the movie at all. But it's not. It's fine. Like I left it, and I was like, that was that was all right. It's how I felt about Nomadland. I like the fighting. <laughs> yeah, I thought the fight where, where Francis McDormand stuck a spoke in that person's yeah. trailer was really fun. But it was funny when you look at those first ones, like the Marvel method. It's it's why Ant Man. It's why uh, what's his name left Ant Man. Why um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright left Ant Man. It's like he was trying to do too many of his flourishes, and they're like, you have to stay here. Now they're letting the flourishes go. They let Taika go fucking wild. Size wise, Ant Man also could have been called Baby Driver. That's that you're not wrong, and he turns into a baby mm -hmm. in Endgame. He does. Uh, but like that idea where it's like, oh, you gave everybody too much leeway. You broke out of the Marvel method and now they're making overly silly things. The thing that or, I see a lot is the directors of the various movies saying, I didn't know how this would fit in and I didn't care. And I'm like, well, that kind of stinks. Yeah. yeah Cause <laughs> the reason Edgar Wright left Ant-Man wasn't that he was doing too many flourishes. It's that they were trying to make him put in the Falcon. Stuff. Yeah. He had all this other that, stuff they needed to get in. He's yeah, like, no. which, which is like, I think what is always which one's those Ant Man down for those? Huh? Which one's this is a guy who has like doesn't follow <laughs> stories at all? Which one's Ant Man? Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's which, the tiny. Wait, uh, no, he's like the big. He's the guy the that went If you watch the, the newest Ant Man, there's a lot of ant people. Yeah, so and ants people. and that's, people and that's man. The crazy ants, thing yeah. about that the concept of that movie is that the whole fun of Ant Man is he's little and normal <laughs> stuff is big. Yeah, and yeah. he's a bit. Like he's yeah. the yeah, bit. and then they're like, "What if everything was his size?" Yeah. Like, I don't know. Then I'd just be kind of watching Captain America in space, or like Captain America awesome. in tiny space, yeah, in, in yeah. the microverse or whatever. Um, all right, what movie 
<laughs> yeah, that's three we hours. can get shit. We, it's going to be a four hour no, podcast. It, it's us, the critics of the MCU. <laughs> you know, I think there's a real lane for yeah. uh, white dudes talking about what they like and don't like about Marvel movies. <laughs> I've got a lot of podcast. Zack Snyder opinions. You ready for? <laughs> uh, here we go. This is the Snyder cut of this podcast in that I'm leaving the whole first act in. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> this is a Greta Gerwig or Christopher Nolan directed movie. Remember the rules. One guess. Progressively easier and less points. What is this a review of? It doesn't do anything new. It's cliched as hell. It's sometimes rather pedestrian in the way it treats its subject matter, and it just strolls along the beaten path too willingly. Yet it's better than anything else that does any of that. Five stars. Mm -hmm. Little Women. It is not Little Women. Mm. Now I can just sit back and take my time. Here we go. Just saw, just saw that this movie's no longer 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. The first person to give this a rotten review also disliked Wolf of Wall Street and Moonlight, but gave Lolita a 10 out of 10. You don't say. Five stars. What movies did Woody Allen hate? <laughs> Woody Allen has a Rotten Tomatoes account? <laughs> yeah. uh, here we go. Okay. For three points. Call me by the name I gave myself. Yep. Lady Bird. It is Lady Bird. Yeah. Also, that's a very funny review. Because once again in this movie, Timothy Chalamet. I tell you, if this kid sticks with it, how is he not in Marvel? Features. He looks. I bet they're trying. Yeah, they're probably right. they they're like Dragging waiting for him to age and to, to be well, a Wolverine or something. Who was it that said like the best advice they got from Leonardo DiCaprio was to never do a Marvel movie? I think it might have been Chalamet. I the man I, full of only good advice. The, <laughs> date almost children. <laughs> yeah. Don't be in any movies that she has to use her ID to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Technically legal is still legal. <laughs> um, here we go. This is a, either a Greta Gerwig or a Christopher Nolan movie for five points. It is scary getting old. Five stars for four points. Do you want to guess for four points? Just let me hug each of them one at okay. a time, please. Five stars. For three points. Easily the best version of this story. Which is it Little Women? This, this one time? is Little Women. Ah! This one is Little Women. This is a very funny review. Easily best version of this story of which I have not seen or read any of the other versions of. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> that person should get an oh, award so for funny. that review. It's, and then these last two are very good. Saw this at the new Bev in LA. I think Tarantino showed at the moment he heard the lines about her feet. Five stars. <laughs> And Florence Pugh spent a lot of this summer being an American girl in Europe wearing braids, crying, and setting things on fire. <laughs> That's the one where out of nowhere Bob Odenkirk shows up. And titular lines My it. little women. <laughs> the line. And everyone's like, is that Bob Odenkirk? See, this here? is one of the segments I've done my favorite titular lines in movies. And I had I would dub sometimes to other ones, so I had him walk in and say like my inception or whatever it was, and people were like, "That's not what he says." My gremlins too. <laughs> my baby geniuses too. Super babies, which is also a fun title, alt title. All right, here we go. Last one. Um, no, there's two more. This is a Christopher Nolan or Greta Gerwig movie. For five points, this movie makes me horny. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Five stars. I don't want to guess on that because I don't want to give yeah. myself yeah, away. Yeah, you don't want to be <laughs> yeah. wrong. It already was <laughs> little. They've already seen Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it already was Little Women. <laughs> um, you, this is Woody Allen's once again. <laughs> For four points, this man can do it all except name characters. Four point five stars. For three points, 
Watch the whole movie three minutes at a time on TikTok. Five stars. Mitch? Is this Tenet? This is not Tenet. <gasps> okay. All right. For two points, yeah. live it lives in your head rent free. Uh, and for for one point, snap back to reality. Whoop, there goes gravity. Five stars. Wait. Oh, uh, wait, why am I stupid right now? I think I, we know why. It's because I'm very good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you geez, can give it a guess. oops, there goes gravity. I mean, that seems like it would have to be uh, Inception. It is Inception. Yeah. Living in your head rent free. Loki, a very good there movie. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I forgot I about the, Inception as a movie. When he says the man can do it all except name characters, I think Leonardo DiCaprio's character is named like Dom Rod or something like that in Inception. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it's it was. It's like you're naming G.I. Joe Dude, characters. It is. There's barbecue His name is and Cobb. Sh- yeah. And they're all different types of salad. Um, <laughs> but the character names in his movies legitimately Batman is the best one. There's Cobb, Art, And that's only because he didn't write the characters. Yeah. Um, He can't can't call Batman something different. It's been Batman for 80 years. He calls him Buh. All right, here we go. Last one. This is either a Christopher Nolan or Greta Gorig directed film. For five points, what movie is this a Letterboxd review of? Look, man, it's fucking art. What do you want me to say? Four and a half stars. For four points. Hello, welcome to my masterclass. Today I will be discussing how I add emotional depth to my characters. First I add woman, then I add small person, and we're done. Thank you for watching. Two and a half stars. For three points. He fucking did it. My man finally made a movie that is 100% exposition. Once I realized the plot was as dumb and wacky as Roger Moore Bond films, I actually locked in and started really enjoying it. Four stars. Mitch, is this Tenet? This is Tenet. Yeah, there it is. Nice. And here's the last ones for no, this. So me. scared to flop, my man designed a movie that you have to watch twice. <laughs> and based on its world, it would both suck and then blow, which is like also <laughs> a very funny review yeah. of that movie in particular. <laughs> I, I don't see a lot of movies like that. That's okay. When Tenet came out and they're like, you got to see this in the theater. I'm like, people are dying. <laughs> right. I saw it at a drive-in. Yeah. Do you know what my, the two movies that bookended the pandemic for me, it's like kind of embarrassing, but it was Bloodshot mm-hmm. and uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, oh, I remember sure. people even into the new Mortal They Kombat. were both for podcasts, but like right at the end of seeing Bloodshot, which was not worth risking yeah. your life. We left and like scores of families were coming out of Dave and Buster's. And I was there with my friend David. I was like, those people are going to definitely die. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to die. I think I saw Knives Out that Dave and Buster's was open. It was. So this was in the beginning of the, it was like early March. Right. Like no mandates have come down, but it's, but they're like large numbers. Yeah. They were like, don't fucking do it. We yeah. can't shut down the country. And yeah. you were like, I gotta see bloodshed. This was this was pre-pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna play another game here. This game is called Before and Afters. Get ready to play before and afters. And we're gonna play it right after this break. All right, folks, this is before and afters. How this works. Two movies have been smashed together into one movie. I will read you the smashed together plot. You tell me the smashed together title. Some examples of like portmento-ish, poorly smashed together, The Wolf of Wally Street, Saving Private Silverman, 
uh, for Argo, which is Argo and Fargo put together. Um, things like that. I like that saving right? private Silverman is in there. Oh, that one, that was a movie I'd watch. <laughs> Imagine you're talking to someone, they're like, did you know the the storming the beach at Normandy scene and saving private or saving Silverman is so realistic, the way Jack Black's head exploded. <laughs> saving Silverman was one of my along the lines of my life, a favorite movie at one point. Did you see the PG oh, 13 or the R rated version? I, I think I only saw the R rated DVD version. And I was telling people how good it was, and then they would see the PG 13 version. They'd be like, what are you talking Steve about? Steve Zahn is very funny. Him and Jack mm -hmm. Black are very, very funny. The Amanda Pete's great. Yeah. The graph they make about how little fun it is since their friend got a girlfriend. That's a hilarious thing I think about sometimes. Why is Lee Majors is in it? Oh, he's great. Yeah. It's why the, is Arlie Ermy? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, who was Lee Majors in it? No one. Yeah, that's that, that's that guy. Yeah, I just oh. thought his name was Lee Majors for some reason. Why is Steve Zahn not winning Emmys for an I epic <laughs> series we've never heard of? I heard this is not him, but I heard someone ask, people were talking about how Sean William Scott's very funny, like in like, what's that? He's in like a couple, the the hockey movie that he's Goon. very funny in Goon. Yeah. And, like, and someone asked him, they're like, you're just, you're really, really great in these. Why aren't you t picking more roles? And he goes, literally, I say yes to everything. And no one asks. And we should, I'm, and I'm like, we well, should this make is a, a movie podcast and hang out right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. Like Hollywood really did him dirty. Yeah. Like he's like, I need an, him. And it's because he got mad at his friend for sleeping with his mom. Mm. Can you believe that? Mm. It's and like, yet she gets to star in HBO shows. Right. It, it is funny that like every time an American movie comes out, he's like, I'm in. I'm yeah. absolutely in. Yeah. It's, it blows my mind. He's not one of the guys from Jackass. He seems it. His Always he, Sunny episode was fantastic. That's a show I haven't got into before. Oh. I, I, not that I've avoided it. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, all right. Before and afters, two movies smashed into one. Always happy to talk about Steve Zahn or Sean William Scott or Steve Sean Zahn, William Zahn. Scott. Um, here we go. Here's the plot. You guys can work together. But if you want points, you have to get it on your own. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm not competing. I'm just going to. You know what? Here's how it's going to work. They're all worth. Okay. Uh, I'll give out points. Based on whoever did what work in it, but you can both score points in both of them. Five okay. total points allowed to be allotted per one. Sure. That way it's easy to keep track of. Okay. Batman faces off against a derailed anarchist foe who has made a career out of capturing shocking events on his camcorder and selling the footage to the news. Mm -hmm. Dark Knight Crawler. The yeah. Dark Knight Crawler. I'll give Mitch one That's for letting half. Uh, Jeff bunch in there, and there's four Thank for you. Jeff. Yeah. I was going to be collaborative, and then I was like, no. No, if you gonna, got it, yeah. you got it's it. It's always collaborative until someone knows anything. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, number two. They get more difficult. A Boston newspaper investigates allegations against a priest who took a job maintaining a beacon for a month on a remote New England. Uh, Mitch? Spotlight House. Spotlight House it is. Four for Mitch. That's one for Jeff for letting Mitch buzz in. I'll take it. Yeah. Here we go. An African-American detective in Colorado who infiltrated a white supremacist organization is recruited into a top secret government agency that monitors alien life on Earth. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, Men in Black Klansmen. Men in Black Klansmen also would have accepted Black Klansmen in Black. That would be something. That would stand out. Yeah. yeah that's a I, clip I of this. I'm, I don't, don't want to have work. myself saying isolated. But yeah. I, <laughs> no, you know, Black Klansmen men in black yeah. or men in black Klansmen. Either of those would just be put that with all the authoritarianism talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. Mm. A professional actuary who spends his life never risking anything meets a free spirited woman and they must help a failed lunar landing mission safely navigate back to Earth. 
Jeff. Along came Apollo 13. Along came Apollo 13 is correct. It's two points for Mitch for feeling pretty good about Jeff getting it and three points for Jeff for getting it. I do appreciate that. That damn got you a good point out of it, too. Yeah. I respect no, it. I, yeah. I felt uh, it. Next one. This satire on high school teen movies follows two soldiers who must cross through enemy territory to deliver a message and save thousands of soldiers' lives. Jeff? Not another 1917 movie. Not another 1917 movie. Holy shit. Can I just tell you, not another teen movie is one of my favorite comedies. It's really it's incredible. incredible. It's, it's it so is an good. untouchably good. It's also, nothing has held up better than Chris Evans being in it. Oh, And yeah. then, like, blowing up into the biggest fucking star in the world. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great. All right, here we go. Last one. In a world where the townsfolk are all vehicles, an American expat in a Moroccan town must choose between an ex-love, Mitch. Casablanca. Casablanca is <laughs> God correct. Damn, that's good. Oh man. Two, three, four. It is. Uh, we'll review this. I have to give a shout out uh, to the, some of these titles were written by fans of the show, Masubi and Matt Err on the Discord for the podcast. Thank you for that. Some of them I wrote. I'm not going to tell you who wrote Black Klansmen in Black. Um, <laughs> that was you. You don't have to. <laughs> it's tough to tell. I just, you know, read my wallpaper on my computer and wrote it down. You're from the Midwest. You see, know. I have that photoshopped right here. On my <laughs> That'd be a fun photoshop. So your, your new bicep. merch. <laughs> I do give out before and after stickers actually to people every month. If you sign up on the Patreon, I have a physical stuff tier and I'll send you stickers every month. I think Annie Hallation was one of them that came out this month, <laughs> which is fun because that creature gets to maul Woody Allen on the sticker. Um, I believe Speed Racer, which is Ray and Speed Racer is also one of them that came out this month. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think I had Sleeping in Sea Ansel and a few other ones. So if you go on there, you'll get stickers mailed to you. Like Sleeping uh, in Sea Ansel is... Ants? It's ants when sleeping in Seattle. So two wood, a lot of Woody Allen films. I, I yeah, he's a big in, inspiration for my Photoshop and life. Um, <laughs> I didn't know he made well, movies. I'll, also, the the stars of these movies get heavy residuals from your Patreon. They don't so. quite, but what I do get is uh, uh, in trouble for copyright infringement a lot. <laughs> really? So I have to keep hopping around to new sticker sites because when you submit them, lots of times robots will be like, "This is ants and sleepless in Seattle." And, and like, I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm making it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's also, fair I use. I made ants. How can you prove I didn't? <laughs> and don't look it up like an asshole. <laughs> All right. Current score here on the podcast. Uh, Jeff has 21. Mitch has 18. Mitch has 19. I'm just not that good at tallies. Close, I had one tally with six. We're going to um, have to start getting really cutthroat here. I'm going to kill you yeah, well, in the parking lot. <laughs> I will hate that. I would right, not well, enjoy well, that. We, we only have time here for one more game. This game is called Build the Perfect Movie. Okay. Build the Perfect Movie. How this game works is I'll give you a category. You're competing against one another. Each of you has to pick two movies in that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score add up to as close to 100 as possible okay. without going over. Price is Right rules do apply. Uh, so, for, for example, if your movie was Robin Williams' movie, you could pick RV, which is a 26. Happy Feet is a 74. There's a perfect Robin Williams movie, two of his most renowned works. Perfect. Uh, the category that we're going to do today, you know what? Let's kind of, let's go ahead and do, when did not another team? Let's do movies from the aughts. Oh, okay. Just I think you guys have enough, can pull enough movie knowledge. Movies from the I was thinking the about not a nine, because it can't, not another teen movie is like, oh, something, correct? Yeah, like it was 03, early 04. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely so, not teen movies would yeah, be the category. Yeah. But. That would made more sense. Um, I don't want to be like, tell me your favorite movies with teens. <laughs> Give me the youths. You know what? That's a better category, actually. What, what do we think? Which movies one do you want to do? about teens? Do you want to do odd movie or do you want to do sort of like teen comedy or 
teen. You could do like te- like coming of age teen films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then how? You, okay, you can justify it however you want. Yeah, just yeah. whatever. Movies where teenagers are movies the protagonist. Movies where teenagers yeah. are the protagonist. Yes. Um, that I can Google without getting in trouble. Yeah. So uh, barely legals are technically <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead, uh, Jeff. Since you're in first place, you'll pick first. How okay. it works is you both pick your first movie. We'll review the scores. That way you can judge okay. and pick your second one accordingly. All right. I have to, I have to, and I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be great because I know that Roger Ebert was not a fan. Neither was George, uh, Gene Siskel. But one of my favorites is Can't Hardly Wait, uh, which I believe is the end game of teen movies from the 90s. It yeah. had literally everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to go with that. But I know it's not a strong All right. standing. All right, Mitch. I am going to say... Because the hard one is trying to pick the bad one, I always feel like. And I would even say, you know, like not another teen movie is a teen movie. Just because the youth are, you know, I don't think, I don't know how well it was reviewed, but. Yeah. You can kind of find a way to talk me into pretty much anything. Yeah. yeah. If, if a teenager. Which is also a good name of a teen movie that John Hughes directed that didn't hold up. You can kind of find a way to talk me into pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, it was Revenge of the Nerds too. I, I'm going to say. Uh. You know what? Going on the not another teen movie track, mm-hmm. a superhero movie with I think uh, superhero convicted that's not, that's pederast not a- Josh Bell maybe. It's funny. This is such a popular genre of movie that you can't <laughs> even just look it up. Drake Bell. Yes, that's his name, right? Yeah. Was he from Drake and Josh? Yes. And this is this is all like a. a youths it looks like man that's you picked one. the bad one first man really? got, if that's um, if that's out of the teens as far as rotten not another teen rating yeah uh here we I go will. superhero movie mitch is a 16 percent. all right so you're looking for an 84 can't hardly wait 40 percent. so you're looking for a 60 yeah. mitch you'll pick first because you have more to make up okay <sighs> i'm not turning my ad blocker off i wish rotten tomatoes would relax see i don't want to overshoot Wow, yet another John Cause. Hughes movie title. <laughs> um, you know what? I will say uh, 16 Candles. That's a good choice. Mm. All right. Just a little dash of racism yeah. in there to kind of balance out and to not knock, to oh, knock yeah. it up from 90 to 95. Yeah. I have to pick a say I've been watching a lot of old Siskel and Eberts, so I'm trying to remember what they split on now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be like, what did you guys... It, those were the fun reviews when they split. Oh, yeah. Roger Ebert's favorite movie of 1998 was Dark City. Yeah. And he's obsessed with it. And that is insane mm-hmm. to me. So Dark City. No, uh, <laughs> and, and what's your percentage again? I have to get 60%. 60. Ooh, that's so a 60 tough. Yeah, like that's like that's me. Like I want to say Empire Records, but I feel like it's just going to be a hair above that. I... Uh, See, I can't help you. I know. There's a lot I to take a... into account because I've learned so much about Rotten Tomatoes playing this game. When yeah. the movie was reviewed, people had different views on uh, movies doing what they were trying to do versus being like great in their own standing. Yeah. As well as like comedies, how what people thought was funny at any given time you... and how much it holds up and re-reviews and things like I that. Have an, I have one. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Ooh. And are there teens in that movie? I believe, yeah, Ernie Reyes Jr. I was going to say all of the turtles. I mean, yeah, but that's why I said Ernie Reyes Jr. Is, <laughs> is he one two. of them? Yeah. Here we go. Superhero movie, 
what did I say it is? My ad blocker is not 16. letting me show 16%. It's literally not letting me see it because I won't disable <laughs> my ad blocker. And it, it's not a popular enough movie to have a Wikipedia description. Superhero movies is 16%. 16 Candles is an 81%. Damn! That's a 97. A 97. I don't think I'm going to touch that. There's no way. This game's only worth a half point. Uh, <laughs> Can't Hardly Wait is a 40%. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 is a 35%. I say I was way off. 35%, so that's a How? 70. Now, the cr audience score is a 67. That would have really done it. It's because the audience is stupid. That's a bad movie. <laughs> How much is Twilight? Twilight is. Kind of it seems like it would be fifty percent the yeah. whole way. Through. Twilight is a forty-nine percent. Yeah, oh, okay. just pick Twilight and Twilight Two. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're actually going to do a subset of this game now. This, this this is called discrepancy. I need you to give me. I'll give you a category. That's that's three points for Mitch. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Um, discrepancy. I'll give you a category. You have to pick a movie with the biggest discrepancy between audience and critic score Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes. What was our other thing we we're going to do? Ots movie. Give me a movie from. 2000 to 2010 with the biggest discrepancy between audience and critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. This one is worth two between points. 2000 and 2010. Uh, the current score is Mitch 22, Jeff 21. This game is wow. worth two points. <laughs> this is crazy it. how that works out. Uh, uh, and Mitch, since you won the last game, you'll pick first. I'm going to say, I'm going to start right at the beginning of the odds mm -hmm. and say uh, American Beauty. So it technically came out in 1999, but you want to... Well, it won the Oscar in 2000. Um, look, look, a, a slight difference in numbers has never been a big issue for some yeah. of its stars. No, so well. I think that... <laughs> if you want to talk about no, discrepancy... No, no, no. I can, I, I can uh, <laughs> Discrep Spacey? Mitch, you pick again. Discrep okay. Spacey? <laughs> this is my movie, Discrep and Spacey. Um, Mitch, you, you pick again. This is this because it's September. It wasn't like it was December. So this is yeah. I was like, I, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the time the movie came out, he would have been fine. Yeah. Um, what, I got to write that time code down to cut that out. <laughs> Leave it. Now I'm trying to pick another spacey movie, but yeah. I'm kind of no, spacing comes out. K packs. <laughs> <laughs> that was '97. Um, I don't even know if there was an audience score for K packs. <laughs> don't you need an audience? Um. Pretty big. Wow, K-Pax has it 74 to 42. That's a pretty big discrepancy. Um, I'm going to say Hellboy 2. No. Yeah, that got good reviews. Yeah. Go, good yeah, luck with that. You never know. Sometimes the audience doesn't like it. The that audience the loves Hellboy 2. movie too. I could think of. All right. That's the only other movie that came out. It's American Beauty American and Beauty Hellboy. And That's Hellboy what's in my brain just thinking, go to times. hell, Kevin Spacey in his head over and over again. All right, Jeff. The biggest discrepancy of an aughts movie. All right. The biggest discrepancy of an aughts. So a movie that came out to, like that is just so like, man, what cult movies came out in the 2000s that people were. Oh, uh. What year did uh, Scary Movie come out? I have to Google Scary Movie movie. Otherwise, it won't <laughs> tell me. 2000. I'll, I'll go with Scary Movie. That's All right, here one. we go. Scary Movie. Let me pull it up. It's not loading. Scary Movie's critic score is a 51. Its audience score is a 43. Uh -huh. That's a discrepancy of eight. That is a massive difference in what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this is me what yeah, yeah. Both of them weren't, like, both scores and the discrepancy weren't, I was thinking it would be like a 25 and an 80. That's yeah, what I thought. Absolutely. I was like, I was like, I you know, I bet the critics hated it. Um, yeah. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. 86% critics, 
71% oh. audience. Look at that. I'm a Ooh. dumb piece of shit that sucks. All right. So we actually have a secret one more last game. This is guess what movie trailer Kyle's dad is describing, having only watched a trailer and never having heard of the movie The Game. He has heard of the movie The Game, though. Um, Big Douglas Head. Mm-hmm. Big MD fan. Kirk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Doug Funny is the one I'm talking about. So what happens is my dad watches a movie trailer, writes down what happens in that trailer, reads that back. It can be any movie from whenever. Uh, Jeff, if you it didn't mention it, and when you'd listen, my dad hasn't been to a movie theater since Space Jam 1. So he does not know because it ruined all movies for him. He's, it did. It's it, it's the he, rock upon which all movies will break themselves. Not to be confused with the rock upon which yes. all movies will break. Um, <laughs> so he's going to describe this. It's any movie ever. You got to tell me what trailer it's a movie for. All right. Let me. Here we go. This one's okay. difficult. I think that's a dramatic shot of the mountains, ships, a giant ship. Very dramatic conversations. She wants to get it over with. They have a mission for her. Everyone is walking around fast. He wants to help. They both say good. Even more dramatic shots of walking than ships around the mountains. He's not going to kill her because she is a friend. There's an eclipse, and the bad guys are growing stronger. Everyone seems to be a laser gun. Yep, everything is a laser gun. He's with her all the way. And this is a real movie. This is a real movie. This is a real movie. Is it Underworld? I would say I'm 99% sure both of you have seen. It? I'm trying to think of a supernatural laser gun. You can think movie. about it. I'll play it quietly behind you. Can think about. It. Is yeah. it the Fifth Element? It is okay. not the Fifth Element. That's a dramatic shot of the mountains, ships. So mountains. giant ship. Oh, is it? Oh, Very it dramatic like conversation. would make. She wants to get it over with. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, have like a it. mission for her. A Everyone mission. is walking around fast. He wants to help. It's Dark City, they right? They both say mm. good. <laughs> Is it loose? Even more no. dramatic shots of walking than ships around the mountains. Ships He's not going to kill her because mountains. she is a friend. Is There's it an eclipse? Doctor Strange and the, no. uh, the mystery of madness. Or no, but it is part of a, a franchise. Gun. Yep. Everything is a laser gun. He's with her all the way. With you all the way. Uh, it's not a Mission Impossible. No, but the laser guns wouldn't be. Had that not been a franchise, it could have been a title of this. The laser guns are thrown. Like yeah. none of these ingredients make sense, which is probably why this is like a rad movie. Even ships. This and is a mountains. great movie. Yeah, like this is actually as someone who's a very casual fan of this uh, 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 medium media. This is my favorite part of it. Is this Fifth Element? It is not. No. We are looking for 2016's Rogue One: A Star Wars. Oh, story. jeez. I forgot about how he much. He was with her all the way. Yeah. <laughs> the whole way. Yeah. The whole way. 
Uh, looks like Kyle's on the board, and unfortunately, that was a 30-point <laughs> game. I knew it. So I will retain ownership of the podcast. Uh, um, Jeff, I thank really you needed another one. for being here. Mitch, thank you for being here. If either you have anything you'd like to let people know about, tell them about it now. I, I have infinity podcasts. I have whatever whatever you like. I mean, you can hear me on Tom and Jeff Watch Batman uh, on the Gamefully Unemployed uh, Network, uh, where me and Tom Ryman, formerly of Correct, watch Batman and talk about it. You can hear uh, me on You Don't Even Like This Show and the various parts of that. It used to be called Unpopular Opinion. Again, formerly of Cracked. If you liked that, you'd love that show. You Don't Even Like This Show. Or You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast for people that hate sports, uh, which is everyone. So if you're someone who likes or dislikes anything... Yeah, I, well, I, I try to like all my podcasts are so coming. different. I, I do a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which is a long form interview podcast. And I have like monthly shows like Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl, as well as a show called Nerd, where me and my co-hosts uh, just literally do one massive deep dive on a nerdy subject. Well, and if you month. are around Los Angeles, specifically the Eastish Burbankish area, you yeah. run a comedy show out there. I, I do. It's well, very, very fun. Second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past on Magnolia in Burbank, California. It's called Mint on Card. If you're a toy person, you understand the reference. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I just, I'm, I'm on the socials at Hey There Jeff Rowe. That's the, my, my YouTube as well. I do like, I open trading cards on camera. I do a lot of silly shit. I have a child's life. It's great. It's weird. And you can it. see me on bullshit on Netflix if you want to see me. Great. The Penn and Teller show? It, no, it was, a, <laughs> it was a game show. He's yeah. Teller. That's how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm R Wiggum on Instagram. And then if you want to follow blind covers on YouTube, it's currently dormant, but won't be soon. So Great. hell yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to submit before and after things, find us on uh, discord. The link is at fart.kylayers.com. Or if you want before and after stickers, or I'm raffling off like albums and merch and all that tons of stuff. Patreon.com slash never seen it is your place for that.